Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, July 11th, 2022. Stand up for your country. So we have a new segment beginning tonight. We'll do it periodically uh, called The Smart Life. The Smart Life. We're also doing it on uh, BillOReilly.com. And this segment is designed to give you tips and strategies to make your life better and your family's life better. I mean, that's what it is, a very simple concept. And I'm going to ask you for tips, uh, things that you do in your life that might help other Americans. We're going to set that up at the back of the broadcast and a final thought this evening. But I I think it's going to be really a hit and save you a lot of money. So uh, the smart life begins tonight. Now, President Biden is thinking fast. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. There is no question about it. So on July 8th, um, President Biden was talking about abortion, reproductive rights, all of that. And uh, he made a pretty significant mistake on the teleprompter. Why am I telling you this? Because everybody makes mistakes on the teleprompter. Now, the teleprompter is a little gadget that goes right in the middle of the television camera. And it's got the words that you're supposed to say. I do not use a teleprompter on this program. Everything I say to you is coming from here, not from the television camera's teleprompter. Now, when I did Fox News, I did use a teleprompter because we had to hit all kinds of commercial breaks at a certain moment. We had to be very precise in our timing, and I used it. So most broadcasters use a teleprompter. Most politicians use a teleprompter now. And a lot of entertainers, singers in particular, with lyrics of songs, they use a teleprompter. Okay? Now, the teleprompter is designed to simply make sure the information you have is put out to the people listening to you in a very sensible way. It's a very simple concept. Now, Joe Biden does not write anything he says. Donald Trump didn't write. Barack Obama didn't write. I don't know about Bill Clinton or W. I don't think W wrote, but all of them edited. So they were handed a speech or remarks and they went over and Trump used a magic marker and and they edited stuff that they wanted in and wanted out. And that was put into the teleprompter. Okay. Now, Biden doesn't do either of that. Okay. Why? I don't know. So he's reading words, what they call in a business, cold. He rehearses the words before he goes on. So he'll go through the teleprompter one or two times. But he doesn't know if the teleprompter goes dark, for example, which happens. He doesn't know what the speech is because he didn't write it. And he can't memorize it. Okay. So that sets up. The soundbite I'm going to show you, again, it happened on July 8th. Go. One of the most extraordinary parts of the decision, in my view, is the majority rights, and I quote, women, I'm just a quote now from the, the majority, women are not without electoral or political power. 
It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise, not and or or political power. That's another way of saying that you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this issue. Okay. So he says repeat the line. Not supposed to say repeat the line. That was an instruction. Okay? So he basically going through this in a way that he's not quite sure how it all comes out. And this is his modus operandi. Now, here's the danger. If the president of the United States doesn't know what message he wants to deliver, other people are messaging him. They're telling him what to say and how to do it. Okay? And that's frightening because the president should be the one making the final calls. And he's not. Now, there are a whole bunch of polls I'm going to give you in a moment that show that Joe Biden has lost the confidence of almost everybody. There isn't anybody paying attention in America that has confidence in this man. It's almost like Boris Johnson. We went over that last week. He had to quit in Britain as prime minister because nobody had any confidence in him. And he wasn't nearly as befuddled as Joe Biden. So people say, well, what about the 25th Amendment? You know, you remove him, you remove him, you remove him. No. Because the White House physician is in charge of basically assessing every president's health, including Biden. And here's what he said. Okay, this is Kevin O'Connor on November 19th, 2021. Quote, President Biden remains a healthy, vigorous 78-year-old male who is fit to successfully execute the duties of the presidency to include as chief executive head of state and commander-in-chief, unquote. Well, that's it. So you can't remove Biden with his physician saying he can do the job. And I expect that Mr. O'Connor, Dr. O'Connor, will continue to do that no matter what happens because he likes his job. Okay, so the same thing happened to Ronald Reagan after he was shot by the assassin, almost died. And that's why I wrote Killing Reagan for two reasons. To show you that for a while, Ronald Reagan could not govern. He couldn't. And the vice president did not take over. That would be Bush the elder. He didn't take over. All right. For a few minutes he did, but not really. And the 25th Amendment was in play. Now, when I wrote that in Killing Reagan, a lot of people who like Reagan went, got very upset, but it's absolutely true. But they didn't do it because Reagan had what they call good and bad days. And then, and I use this word miraculously, literally. Reagan made an astounding comeback. Remember, he was shot in the first few weeks of his election in 1980. 1981, he was shot. But in the first few months of his, uh, of his term, he was shot. By the end of his term, he was a little befuddled, too, because he had oncoming Alzheimer's. But in between, he governed very, very well, this country, in my opinion. So anyway, that's why I wrote that book and to, to lay it all out. So let's get to the polling. This is a New York Times Siena College poll, 849 registered voters, small sample, but it's fair. Democrat 30, Republican 29, Independent 35. Uh, first question, do you think the Democratic Party should renominate Joe Biden as the party's candidate for president? 24. Do you think the party should nominate a different candidate? Okay, 26% want Biden nominated again. 
That's it. Okay, 64% say it's somebody else. <laughs> I mean, come on. And now, do you think the United States is on the right track or the wrong track? Right track 13, wrong direction 77. So everybody, even the dim people, know what's going on. Do you approve or disapprove the way Biden's handling his job? Approve 33, all-time low. Net disapprove 60. By party, Approve 70 for Democrats, approve eight for Republicans, approve 26 for independents. But independents have a 68% disapproval rate. That's in. It's over. It's over for Joe Biden. As I told you, I've told you this from, I don't know, April. He's not coming back. It is an astounding rejection of his presidency right now. Scheduled today, nothing. 5 p.m., he looks at a telescope. He looks at the Webb telescope, which the government spent $10 billion on, and you can see deeper into space. And that's what Biden did today. He looked at a telescope. All right, so with the president having so much trouble, you would assume that the federal agencies would mirror that trouble, and you would be correct. Uh, the three major agencies going down the drain are the Department of Transportation. That's Pete Buttigieg. We're going to have an investigation on that tomorrow. You know, we need a little bit more time to put things together here. The Department of Homeland Security, that's Alejandro Mayorkas. That's just totally out of control. That's the border and where people are who don't have U.S. citizenship but were allowed in, all of that. And finally, the Justice Department, this is the most important uh, agency that is trouble. There's Merrick Garland. He's a political player by all accounts now. And uh, we got problems here, problems that affect all of us. So I asked a guy who knows the uh, Justice Department as well as anybody in this country, Brett Tallman, former U.S. attorney for Utah, to make some calls over the weekend, investigate what the deuce is going on. And we've got three major things we want to talk about here. Um, the first one is um, basically the October 6th committee making noise that the uh, information they've compiled, of course, unchallenged, will lead to an indictment of Donald Trump for conspiracy or whatever. What's your assessment of that, Brett? You know, we, we have been hearing that the committee has been making, wanting to make uh, a referral to, to the Department of Justice. I can tell you, Bill, that it is uh, a very short list of instances ever that the Congress has successfully referred anyone for prosecution. Um, here you have the ultimate challenge of trying to prosecute the president who is alleged at the time he was president to have committed these crimes. There's so many issues and problems with it. I think it's more show than it is anything else. But you have a DOJ that is politically, um, you know, bent on trying to, to maintain the same messaging that the executive branch, the White House, is is yeah, coming no up with. Yeah, about that. You on know? every issue, Garland echoes Biden. But I have not heard of any FBI agents actively investigating Donald Trump, and I would know because I have access to him, on anything. 
There haven't been any FBI uh, visits. There haven't been any subpoenas for documents. There haven't been anything. What does that indicate to you if the FBI has done nothing? What does that indicate? Well, first of all, it indicates the challenge that they have to try to investigate a, a sitting president, you know, uh, these allegations. It's very clear if they were taking them seriously, a grand jury would have been impaneled. Already, that would be the only way that. Right. What's Already that? a grand yeah. jury would be up and running. That's correct. Now, That's correct. it is possible after the October 6th committee wraps up, uh, whatever dog and pony show they have planned for us in July, because they're not going to extend it into the fall. Um, that the FBI then would take their data and do something. Isn't that possible? It is possible. I think that they will receive it. Um, I think Chris Ray has, an, has a, a very difficult challenge ahead of him because he's going to have a lot of political pressure to, to push that investigation forward. Merrick Garland will have considerable political pressure. The problem, though, is that the law and the facts don't support a, a criminal investigation. And, and, and it clearly doesn't. And you're going to hear from individuals that have been in the Department of Justice on both sides of the political aisle indicate as much. All right. Um, the second uh, troubling issue is uh, basically the, I don't know, let me put this. It doesn't seem like the Hunter Biden situation it's two years since the grand jury has been impaneled in, in Delaware. It doesn't take two years to do this kind of investigation. So I'm saying that this is just phony, this whole Hunter Biden thing. How do you see it? Yeah, the concern I have, Bill, is when you have already put witnesses in front of the grand jury, you're supposed to request that the grand jury, once they've heard from all the witnesses, to vote on whether or not to indict. And, and they put witnesses many, many months ago in front of the grand jury. So the question really is, do they ever intend to? Because I, I've never seen it take this long from the time they had witnesses in front of the grand jury to when the prosecutor says, okay, you have the case now, grand jury, now go and vote on whether or not an indictment should come. Yeah, the prosecutor is a guy named David Weiss, Delaware's U.S. attorney. But this looks phony to me. Because as you said, it doesn't take two years. It's not that complicated a case. Either Hunter Biden broke international laws or dodged taxes, or he didn't. And two years? Now, is it possible that these, because the grand jury members, they have to come, they get paid, by the way. They're regular folks. They're in panel on a grand jury. Two years? Yep. Is that possible? Have you ever seen anything like that? You know, I, I have not seen anything like that. I will tell you that the Department of Justice policy is, is that you charge your highest provable offense and you do so as quickly as possible. In yeah, this that instance, would be, that Bill, would be tax evasion because that would be tax evasion. And they could have, that's right. right. They could have brought that case long ago. And, and in fact, I would have brought that case in order to get him to cooperate on the, the other lines of the investigation and wrap right. it all up. You know, I think this is this indicates that the Justice Department is corrupt. You know, if you put the October 6th stuff and you put the Hunter Biden stuff on the table and now the third one, which is the leaker inside the Supreme Court. Again, it doesn't take that long. There's only a few people who had access to Alito's files, maybe what, six 
five. Come on. The, the, yeah, the universe. I mean, the leaker is very frustrating because a lot of this is Justice Roberts. If he had referred it to the Department of Justice, uh, they would they have a politically sensitive prosecution and investigation unit that would have gone to bat immediately and started to seize all computers, hard drives, copy them, copy phone hard drives, they would be able to know instantly who the leaker is and, and could have brought that case and, and really given a lot of transparency. Roberts didn't make that referral. Instead, the U.S. Marshals were tasked with finding the leaker. And that's who's investigating the U.S. Marshals, which seems to me I don't, I don't have any confidence the U.S. Marshals can do this kind of investigation. Do you? I don't because they don't have subpoena power. Um, in this instance, you would need a grand jury in order to subpoena the, the documents or the records. So what, what it seems as though they're wanting to do is have volunteers come forward to cooperate. Yeah, I and, get it. and that's, right. <laughs> All right, that's so, not going to happen. Look, I'm not a conspiratorialist. You know that. I knock down those conspiracy theories on a yep. daily basis. But this one? It looks like Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, is running a very corrupt outfit in the Justice Department. Very, very serious situations are either being ignored or uh, we're being misled. The public's being misled and we never get any updates from anything. But I wouldn't be surprised if Garland does something to Trump, particularly uh, before the November election, the midterm election. See, I think they may be holding back some Trump stuff to try to get the Democrats in a better position in November. Again, it's not a conspiracy. I'm basically doing a speculation based on what we know. Final question for you. Is it really possible the Justice Department could be this corrupt? Is that possible? Well, look at the double standard bill and contrast. You know, I've been told that part of the reason the Hunter Biden case has not been brought is because of a memo that the Department of Justice has put that said they don't want to influence elections with their prosecutions. And then you're right. We're going to see them do that very same thing when it comes to Trump and the Republicans because they're concerned about the upcoming election. And, you think and so happen. when you see a double standard, that's corruption. When you see a double standard in the Department of Justice, that's that's the definition, I think, to the public of what corruption is, is is applying the law in a way that is inconsistent based on the politics. All right. So you think it's very possible that Trump something could happen in October regarding him in the October 6th committee. Yeah, I would predict that what they do is an announcement that they are digging into the January 6th uh, recommendations and that they are going to subpoena documents and, and witnesses and they're going to pursue the investigation. And that might be enough for them to do, you know, as much as they can with this election coming up. All right. Thank you, Brett. We appreciate it. One correction, I kept saying October 6th committee, it's January 6th committee. I'm sorry, I'm like Joe Biden, I need a teleprompter. Ah, January 6th, O'Reilly. Sorry for that error. All right, let's go to Japan, guns, and the assassination of former Prime Minister Abe. Really terrible. July 8th, he's given a campaign speech in Nara. Some guy comes up behind him, shoots him twice in the back and Abe is dead. And this is a shock because Japan is the toughest gun laws in the world. 
And, um, you know, it's incredible that in Japan, you can't get a gun or a sword. Um, and therefore, gun violence is very low. Now, the reason that uh, Tashuya Yamagami, uh, 41 years old, shot uh, Abe is because of some kind of crazy religious cult. Okay? So, uh, put it up on the screen. Here's uh, the law in Japan where you can't have firearms there. I mean, it says no one possesses a firearm or a sword. Citizens are permitted to possess firearms for hunting and sport shooting, but only after going through a lengthy licensing procedure. A shooting range test must be passed to the mark at least 95%. Mental health evaluation must be conducted at a hospital. So nobody has guns or swords. And um, in population Japan, 125 million in 2021, 10 shootings, one gun-related death. Because it's, if you have a gun or a sword, a samurai sword, I mean, I don't even know if you can have one of those decorative ones. And those Japanese catch you, penitentiary bound. I mean, you're, you're out of there. And the culture isn't uh, gun-oriented anyway. Now, I tell you all this because Abe is dead and a loon killed Abe. And the people who think that depriving the United States of the right to bear arms will stop the loons, it won't. It will not. If the loon wants to kill you, the loon will find a way to kill you, just as Abe's assassin did in Japan, where it is so hard. But the loon is going to do murder if the loon is bent on doing it. So these people who are screaming, no, we have to ban, 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 all right, you're not going to stop loons. Now, tomorrow I'll have some interesting stats on the AR-15. It was banned for 10 years in the USA. Okay, I'll have some uh, interesting stats for you on that. All right, down in Texas, they're uh, fed up with the uh, open border, as everybody knows. So the governor, Greg Abbott, has issued an executive order, GA-41, which essentially says to uh, Texas authorities, you can detain migrants. You can detain them. Now, what does detain mean? It means you could put them in a county jail. And then after you establish the fact that they're in Texas illegally, you take them back to the nearest boarding crossing and drop them there. But what I don't know and what we can't find out, because I don't even think Texas has clarified it, is, all right, so you get a bus and you drive these migrants back from Austin or Dallas or Houston or wherever to the closest port of entry to Mexico, and you drop them off there, well, how do you know they go back to Mexico? You can't force them because that's federal territory. And the federal government, by the Constitution, has jurisdiction over migrants. See? Now, what I think Abbott's doing is he's basically saying, we're going to give the migrants a hard time by detaining them and then busing them back and dropping them there because we don't want hundreds of thousands of migrants crossing into Texas. I think that's what this is. We're giving them a hard time. Now, the Justice Department, as we reported last week, is uh, looking into investigating the state of Texas for violations because of Operation Lone Star, which ties into all of this. So this sets up a clash between the Biden administration and the state of Texas. 
And it's going to get into, I think, Supreme Court level. Because Abbott is basically running for re-election. He is saying, I don't want these migrants in Texas. I'm going to do everything I can, spend billions of dollars to get them out of here. And the federal government said, you don't have jurisdiction to do that. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. So big story, important story. All right, State Department says to uh, U.S. citizens, Avoid Tijuana and Rosarito, uh, Mexico. All right, this is in the Baja area um, because everybody's getting shot there, so they don't want you to get shot and kidnapped and everything else. So I'll tell you again, I am not traveling to Mexico. I don't think I will ever again go there in my life. I've been all over Mexico. Beautiful country. Nice people. But I'm not going again. Two reasons. Number one, it's so corrupt now under this current president who's coming to see Biden tomorrow into D.C. We'll cover that for you. It's so corrupt, so dangerous, cartels run that country. I'm not going to a country that's run by drug cartels. Not going there. Bolivia, not going. Okay. Wisconsin, this is good. another very important story. Um, So the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, remember each state has a Supreme Court, they rule four to three that voting drop boxes are illegal in the state of Wisconsin. Now, you'll remember that drop boxes were set up because of COVID. So people were afraid to go to the polls, so they put little boxes in areas, and then people put their votes there. The problem with that was that there were vote harvesters paid to go to people's homes, take the votes, and drop them in the box. And what homes did they go to? Biden supporters. Okay, that's pretty corrupt. So Wisconsin says, no, you can't do that anymore. You have to to bring the vote to the election place yourself or vote in person. Okay, no more drop boxes. Now, here's the importance of this. Biden won Wisconsin by 20,000 votes. Trump says that's a whole fraud. The fraud is there, but it's not what you think. It's the Mark Zuckerberg $400 million that was used to pay people to pick votes up and put them in the drop boxes. And as I said, it was Biden people. All right. So Zuckerberg is the guy 
that should be investigated here. Because that's what happened. He pumped $400 million into these groups that went out to get Biden votes and put them in these boxes. Come on. Can't have this. So from the very beginning, I told you there was fraud in the election in the very beginning. But it wasn't what everybody thought it was. The Dominion voting machines, that was a bunch of hooey. Okay? But this Zuckerberg thing, this is real. And every state should pass the law that Wisconsin has passed. This day in history, July 11, 1804, Alexander Hamilton shot dead by Aaron Burr. Now, you, you think you know this story, but you really don't. Okay? It's a fascinating, fascinating story. So Alexander Hamilton was born in Nevis, in the Caribbean. All right? He came to the United States, young man, penniless, in 1773, joined the Army, the colonial forces under George Washington. Washington liked him. In fact, he wrote a lot of Washington's letters. Alexander Hamilton did. He was an adjunct to Washington. Okay? At the same time, Aaron Burr joined the Continental Army, too. He was a rich guy from New Jersey. So they both fought against the British. Afterward, they both got into politics. Alexander Hamilton was a Federalist. He, he um, believed in a, in a strong federal government. And Aaron Burr was Vice President Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson believed in states' rights. So Jefferson and, and Alexander Hamilton were at odds. Burr was kind of a, one of these sleazy politicians, whichever way the wind was blowing. Anyway, in the election of 1880, it was a tie. Burr, as vice president, ran against Jefferson. It was a tie. And even though Hamilton didn't like Jefferson's politics, Hamilton threw in with Jefferson and tilted the election so that Jefferson won. And Aaron Burr lost. So then Aaron Burr went to New York from New Jersey and ran for governor. Hamilton was a resident of New York. And he stopped Burr's election campaign with all kinds of smear stuff. Now Burr hates Hamilton and vice versa. There's a duel. Remember, back then, if you dishonored somebody, pistols. So they went across the Hudson River to Weehawken, New Jersey. It's still there. You should go visit. It's an unbelievable sight overlooking Manhattan. And Burr shot Hamilton in the chest. A day later, Hamilton died. He was 41 years old. Burr was not charged. However, Thomas Jefferson wanted to get him. So there was a uh, case made that Burr was uh, in bed with the British authorities to seize all lands west of the Mississippi, and Burr was charged with treason. Burr was acquitted. Okay? But 218 years ago today, Alexander Hamilton was fatally shot by Aaron Burr. Fascinating part of our history. And that play, Hamilton, still on in New York and other places, excellent. All right, so we got a couple of people mad at me in the mail segment. I always like that. And then we have The Smart Life coming up in a final thought. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. 
American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's get right to the mail. Maureen, regardless of the amount of cheating in the 2020 presidential election, you, O'Reilly, choose not to believe it. So therefore, you deny it. You say no court found evidence. What court do you think was going to investigate? Well, I think Supreme Court Justice Samuel Alito said publicly he was investigating the state of Pennsylvania, which was his jurisdiction. And he awaited evidence that never came. Now, we reported this, Maureen. I understand you're emotional, but I've been very fair and methodical and accurate in reporting the election, as I have been tonight. Daniel, concierge member, Bill Bravo on your outrage, spread it around to all the government lunatics. Trump made a mistake by not sending the military to regain control of Chicago and other cities. And now the Democrats are committing political suicide. You know, Trump almost did send him in, but he didn't for some reason. They never told me why. I asked him. He didn't really tell me why. He should have. She sent a National Guard right into Chicago. Charles Fish, Colonial Heights, Virginia, disagree with your comment, O'Reilly. The only reason Clinton got elected was the economy. Bush the Elder could have overcome the economic considerations had not Ross Perot taken so many votes away from him. But here's what you're not considering, Charles. And actually, It's a good historical point you're making, but you're not considering that Ross Perot would not have run in that election if Bush the elder had not broke his high taxes promise. Perot would have been out. There you go. Matthew, concierge member, wow, Bill, your column hit the mark. I voted for Jimmy Carter because of my youthful cluelessness. However, that bad choice caused me to begin growing Then I found the No Spin News, been following your truth and reportage since. I've read all your books. Killing the Killers was great. Looking forward to killing the legends. So, youthful cluelessness is understandable. Now, what um, Charles is referring to, I'm sorry, Matthew is referring to, is my column on BillOReilly.com about clueless Americans and how should we treat them, we who are not clueless. Now, by very definition, If you are watching and listening to me, you're not clueless because you're seeking information. 
But you know people who never in a million years watch or listen to news analysis. So how do we treat them? That is what my column is about. I hope you read it. Elmer, Biden is incompetent. How is the 25th Amendment not applicable? I explained that, Elmer, but I wanted to use uh, your letter to show that so many people are concerned about Biden's mental health. Susan Baldicino, Dayton, Ohio. How much money do you think it's costing taxpayers, President Biden, to go to Delaware every weekend? They all do that. Trump went down to Florida all the time. Obama was running around all over the place. You know, it's built in. It's cheap to go to Delaware from D.C. In fact, he doesn't use Air Force One. He uses the chopper, I believe. He uses Marine One. Les Wilgo, Salem, Oregon. So why do you think? Pope met with Pelosi as opposed to thousands of good people out there who would cherish such a meeting. Because the Vatican's a country. Vatican City is a country. So Pelosi goes over under the banner of Speaker of the House of the United States and requests a meeting. That's what they do. That's diplomacy. So that's why. And maybe he likes her. I don't know. Stuart Cooper, Charlotte, North Carolina. Mr. Riley, I've read all your books. I really enjoyed them. I'm a Democrat, so I don't always agree with your conclusions. I just finished reading The United States of Trump. Two questions. Will there be a follow-up? No. All right. The United States of Trump was here who the guy, here's what the guy is, in essence. And here's how he succeeded to get himself to the presidency. I'm not going to do an after book on that. Second question, has your opinion changed about Trump? Um, He seems to have lied. And um, have you interviewed him about his involvement in January 6th? I have not, because the Trump history shows were in December. And um, no, I'm sorry, that was the year. I did ask him, I didn't ask him specifically about January 6th, um, as far as any kind of charges were concerned. What I did ask Donald Trump in the history shows was about the National Guard. Did you call them up? Why didn't you do it yourself? He explained it very thoroughly about he put them on alert. He sent his emissaries to the Pentagon, but the mayor of Washington and or Nancy Pelosi had to formally call for them to go to the Capitol. So I got into that very heavily. And you can access that if you're a premium member on BillOReilly.com. You can punch that right up and see his questioning. Okay, Pete DeLuca, Orleans, Massachusetts on the Cape. Though my wife and I are uh, not happy about the increased cost of dining out, so we followed your advice and order a couple of appetizers. Very satisfying. Look, that's the way to go, Um, especially if you're not a huge eater. Don't go to a restaurant ever hungry, okay? Don't do that. Um, Get a couple of appetizers, maybe three, and you kind of share them, and then maybe a salad or something. You'll be full. And uh, it's going to cost you about 50% less and get two $40 entrees. Uh, Melody, concierge, remember Bill watching, learning from your nightly no-spin news. A great bargain for the money. Spread the word. And a lot of people are bailing on us because of the economy. You're going to lose money doing that. So tell people about, you know, specifically our next segment. Barry Van Otten, San Jose, California. Wanted to thank you for the autograph book, Killing the Killers. A great book indeed. You're welcome. Okay, autograph books are available on BillOReilly.com. You can pre-order Killing the Legends. I just got the galleys. I think you're going to like this book. And if you re-up your concierge or premium membership, you get Killing the Legends absolutely free of charge. 
or killing the killers if you haven't gotten it already. Okay? Word of the day, do not be peevish, P-E-E-V-I-S-H, writing to BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Final thought, the smart life in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to the Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, final thought of the day, the smart life. So it's really bad in America now. It'll get better, but it's going to be a while and we're going to be absorbing pain. Money is important. It provides you with security. It provides you with peace of mind. Don't waste money. So I'm going to give you tips under the Smart Life banner to save money. Okay? We'll do it two times a week. We'll have a lot of tips on the website. If you have tips, please send them to us and share it with the rest of the world. Bill at BillOReilly.com again. Okay? Let us know. We'll post them. Okay, so uh, over the weekend, I took the urchins for breakfast about, I don't know, a quarter of a mile from my house. And uh, they go in, and they immediately they order $2.50 orange juice. Okay? So little cup, two fifty, Tropicana. I saw them pour it. Not fresh squeezed. Okay. Today, I went on the Internet, and 50 Six, 58 ounces of Tropicana, three bucks. So my urchins spend five bucks on little cups when you can get 58 ounces, and we have it in the refrigerator. We have it. So I looked at them and I go, what are you doing? We have OJ in the refrigerator. What? What? What is this? Five bucks on fire. Then... They order their entrees, what they wanted for breakfast, and then they order a side of corned beef hash. Now, the side of corned beef hash in the place is good, but they didn't want to change the menu prices, so they cut the size in half. It's nine bucks. And while you used to get a pretty good portion of corned beef hash, you don't any longer. And they didn't even eat it. They were full from the pancakes and the omelet. I'm sitting there going, all right. Let's add it up. Nine bucks and five bucks and 14 bucks you just set on fire. And they did. And now the eye roll is the eye roll. <laughs> now, okay, this is what I'm talking about. The urchins have no blanking clue. They work. They have to in my house. But dad pays the breakfast tip. But it's that kind of waste. You've got to be thinking about value. You got to be thinking about this because the money just flies right out the window for no reason. You got a giant jug of Tropicana. Oh, they have that little cup for $250. Now, the only good news is the people who own the restaurant are good people. Okay, and they're struggling too. It's not a big elaborate place, so okay. 
You know, they got an extra 14. <laughs> I made a joke out of it, but I, I still got the eye roll. I still <laughs> I got to videotape the eye roll sometime. All right. Thank you uh, for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.